Today on the AV Podcast, I present to you the annual NBA season preview, broken down by each conference. I'm joined by the annual guests of the Western Conference, South Shore AV family member Julian, a.k.a. Jules the Kamish, as we break down the West from the bottom to the top, from 15 to number one, from the outhouse to the penthouse. This episode is separated into two parts, the lottery teams and the playoff teams, and we'll be talking about the Harden situation in Houston, if Dallas is a little overrated, if the Clippers did enough to properly compete with the Lakers and everything else in between. This was originally recorded before Rudy Gobert signed that Supermax extension to stay in Utah. Congratulations to him. The biggest contract that a big man has signed in NBA history. So sit back, relax with your holiday drink or beverage, and enjoy. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows from South Sharaf Radio. Hit the like button. The favorite button. And I'm just going to allow you to fill my virtual Christmas stocking with that five-star love. It's good for the soul. And don't be afraid to leave a comment wherever you can. And to give you the heads up, the launch of my South Sharav YouTube channel starts this afternoon. Just simply go to South Sharav on YouTube. Like and subscribe. That's it. Season 5 premiere of The Stoop starts today. Where we'll be launching round one and two of the all-time NBA fantasy draft. And you can check SouthSharav.com to check the schedule of the remaining rounds. It was about seven rounds in total. And you can check out the site for my catalog as well. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Swish. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast. What up, Julian? What up? What up? What up, Kamish? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm ha- here. Happy holidays, man. Happy holidays. Thank you. From my bubble to yours, man. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, as we approach, this is what year five that we've been doing this uh, this uh, this right. NBA preview, which is kind of crazy, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, time really flies, man. Time really flies because wow. I think. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think when we the first time we did this, I think I could be wrong, but I swear your child was being born around that time. He, well, maybe no. He was. He's he's four now. So well, was it, this may be. Yeah, this may be year four. Well, or whatnot, yeah. Maybe. Well, I say year five because I'm counting 2016 as a year. So gotcha. That oh, makes right. sense. Yeah. 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 He was just being born. Yeah. Same time. Yep. Yeah, I think I, if I remember correctly, which is crazy. October. October. And that's generally when the season starts too, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah normally, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but now we're doing this right before the holidays, before we take in the eggnog and our and our and our rum cake. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, for you, the conkeys, <laughs> the sweet bread, you know, yeah. <laughs> that 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 whole thing. But um, it's funny, man. Like, give your child a, a couple more years, he might be replacing you with doing this. <laughs> Maybe, man. Maybe doing this. He's finally at a, he's finally at an age now too, where he can like sit down and watch. Um, a quarter and kind of understand what's going on. So he might be ready to do the pot in, in four years. Yeah, just just now, just now, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, just now. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be mash of the bear and uh, and and this and this, <laughs> and this episode. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but you know the rules. How we do it every year. You uh, mm-hmm. you handle the Western Conference. We we rank each teams from fifteen to number one. Uh, and then we we slide in a little fantasy sleeper uh, for the people that love the fantasy uh, the fantasy selections out there and and then plus you know we got an, you know your role as a commish you know the fantasy commissioner you know you gotta yeah you, yeah use well, your skills to good use <laughs> I'm gonna have some gems for uh, for my listeners out there okay okay all right let's start this off so number fifteen we're gonna start off with the Oklahoma City Thunder. My first question is, is Shea Gilgis-Alexander going to become the league fit MVP this year? The league what? MVP? And the league most improved? No, the league fit MVP. Oh, fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Uh, he might be an MVP for a lot of things for the league this year. Not just that. He, he has an opportunity that every... Like 20, how old is he now? 21, 22, 21. maybe? Yes. 21 year old want, wants in the NBA. And that's his own starting team, man. And mm-hmm. 
he 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 ha- he almost not only has the role of a starter, but he pretty much has the team himself. Almost, I think, right? I don't know. Pretty um, much. Yeah, it's pretty much on on in in his hands, basically. But uh, he's definitely going to uh, be the future of the team. I think he's going to be fantasy relevant for sure. That's yeah. for sure. And he he has the opportunity of a lifetime right now, and and I think he'll he'll do well. He'll do well. He plays with that poise that I feel that he won't he will do well in terms of leading the team and on and off the floor. And, and I think yes, he does for sure. And I, and I, well, to answer my own question, he's he's already showed up as a league fit MVP. Uh, he's a star in this league already. He takes his fashion very seriously. Yeah, he does. Um, he does. He does. But, but I think the the best part of it is that he also he takes his game probably more serious, which is which is a good thing. Um, I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm excited to see how he's gonna he's gonna do this year running his uh, his own team, you know, as the face of the franchise. Like, you know, and I've said this before, but I think Oklahoma City's in a position where they finally get a chance to to rebuild from that Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Mm-hmm. That you know their prime years kind of era. Like it was, yeah. it got delayed a year because they got Chris Paul and they ended up you know getting a fifth seed and making the playoffs, but. Now they get a chance to properly do it. And look, they got, what, 15 first-round picks over the next six years? <laughs> so they're, they're, yeah, yeah like so they're, they're going to get somebody to come along and, and either like through a trade or via draft with the picks. And, and Sam Presti, you know, he does well as a GM. You know, like his owners may be cheap, but he does well as a GM. Yeah. So, But, but at the same time, too, with all that said, it's, it's really hard to land a – a once in a generational talent. I mean, and, and then for them, they essentially landed three back to back to back um, in 2007, 2008, and 2009 with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fact that they were able to, to do that is it's almost unprecedented. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, mind you, you got like up to 15 picks to, to, to kind of hit another home run, but it's not guaranteed at the same time, too, right? It's hard. It's, it's, it is hard. And I think that's why they got so many picks. You know, some teams build through trades, UFA, and then some teams build through the draft. And I mm-hmm. think this is what they're. Th- this is how they're going to go about it: is going through the draft. I think right now they don't even have any like real veterans on the team. They mm-hmm. traded Stephen Adams too, right? Like yep. you would think you'll keep yep. you'll keep like one vet to you know, but I don't think they have any. Well, the the, I, the person that they have right now through trade was um was Al Horford. They have Al Horford and um, oh yes, they have Horford and, and Trevor right, Reza. Right. But but honestly, right. there to me, there's no way Horford lasts a season in Oklahoma City. I like I think I hope he's renting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his renting. salary, his salary, it's not going to be that easy to no. uh, to trade him. Like if he wants out, which he might, like coming towards the deadline for a winner or contender, uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to uh, I, I think deal that salary. I think it's going to be hard, but I think I think he's a professional, and I think he's going to do his best to, you know, he's, he's not going to wild out and be all pissed off and, and make noise, but I think he'll quietly let them know, like, hey, I'm renting. You know, and, and in fact, I think him and Ariza should just rent a house together. Don't even bring their families there. Just, <laughs> just, just the two of them rent like a like a like a townhouse, a nice townhouse, and just just keep it moving. Double garage, yeah. though. Double garage, and both their cars can go in the garage. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there's definitely going to be growing pains like this year for them. So, and and this is why we have them at 15. Yeah, that that lasts. But again, this is a, this is a great place for SGA to be in. As well as Dort, to be honest with you, as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they got some pretty good building blocks between the two of them, and even uh, Darius Baisley. Like they, they got a pretty good building block there. Before before I ask you who the fantasy uh, your fantasy sleeper is, do you think Dort regrets signing that contract? Oh yeah, he has to. You know, like it's hard. Like in hindsight, yes, I think so now because the team is a rebuilding team where he could have probably put him get himself into this into this position right now. But he didn't like you know when you're in that position where you're a, a, an undrafted player and you're on like you're like the 15th guy on the bench you don't know you you might go to the G League or whatnot or get cut you're gonna sign whatever is gonna come to you but now looking at the roster now and looking at what he was able to do you know he was pretty much successful in the playoffs and um, in growing as a player that he could have got himself a better contract. Oh, 100%. I don't think there's any... There's, is there an even lower bar of a contract than his in the league? That no, might be the lowest not, not right bar. right now. Because I, I think, right. too, like, 
and and it's funny because I mean I have no no intel as to um, what he was thinking in terms of signing the contract. Just my his mindset. Not saying he's crazy or anything like that, but I'm just saying like I had no intel or or any like stories as to what made him sign the contract. I'm just going by just my own personal theory. And it's, and it's to some of the stuff that you mm-hmm. laid out in terms of, for example, the guy was an undrafted player. He got he was a free agent pickup, signed a two way contract, spent most of his spent some time in the G League, as you said. Uh, he starts off as like the twelfth man on the bench, works his way up to the being in the starting lineup, right? But still going in. Was he going back and forth in the G League? Uh, in the early going, right? In the so, early going, but not not when he was inserted into the starting lineup at that point. Okay, I don't think so. right. But but case in point though, like he he signed multiple two um ten day contracts, right? Yeah, and yeah, so exactly. you're you're in that position. You're signing a ten ten day contract. You're not making like you're making good money for those ten days, but it's not money that's going to be sustainable. And then while he was still in, in the midst of that ten way contract, the season gets delayed. And now you're sitting on whatever money that you've made. You're you're like a thousand there in the NBA for the next what four months? You know what I mean? Yeah. You got bills. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even saying to support your family, just yourself. Like you still got bills. You still got different things that, that you got to take care of. That whole period is like that's got to be that's got to be a difficult position to be in because you're still not yeah. guaranteed that you're gonna get this job even though you're starting. You're still not guaranteed. That you're gonna after these ten days, you're still gonna stick. Like there's, there's, there could be a chance they say thank you, Dort, and then he's gone, and he's now he's, oh, he's without a exactly. team. Exactly. So, so when you look at it from that aspect, I understand why he would sign it or feel like he had to sign it. I just, you know, I kind of do wish he did maybe put like a like a, a player option after the second year. But again, I don't think he had that leverage because he was on a ten day. Yeah. You know, he was, he, he was. And you gotta, and we're saying he, but he has an agent too. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That too. Right, right. He has an agent too that uh, should have advised him. You know what he thought his value was going to be worth in a year or not. Right, and the agent never saw the value in him either. Right, they he he never bet on himself, and the agent didn't either. Yeah, they, I don't think the agent right. couldn't have either. Do you fire the agent no. now? <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, that, no, no, that, no, no. He hasn't. I don't think so. But you got to also remember too when you are just coming into money like this. Like five hundred grand is like a lot of money, man. And for sure. and then when you're in negotiations, you don't the tactics the old, like the GM does like in terms of negotiating, in terms of they really undersell you, not undersell you, but they really devalue you mm-hmm. and letting you know it's it's, it's it's wild because they want you, but at the same time they make they you feel like wanna, shit. They don't want to spend oh, that money, right? Yeah, yeah. They tell you unless man, you're listen, a max you, guy, you, then they don't have a choice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, when it comes to negotiations, it's 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 ruthless. It's yeah, ruthless. Absolutely. And and like I said, his the leverage that he was in again, he's on a ten day, you know. So it's it's yeah. like the leverage he's in have is a lot. So I I understand that perspective. That's why. That's why it's ruthless, yeah. as you said. He's not asking for max. He's not a max player. But when you're on that bubble, as as you know, with Joel. My brother, like when you're on that bubble and you're like, you finally think you're making it, and you're like, oh, the team's calling me for a contract. Yes, okay, okay, and then you have no leverage. Yeah, you have no leverage. No, seriously, <laughs> I'm telling you, don't. You're just excited that they want to sign you, and you're like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll, like you want to sign anything, and then you, then they tell you what it is. You're like, what? That's it? Uh, can you give me more? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, take it or leave it. Yeah, that's how it is. I'm and now, telling you. And now you got to show and prove. And again, you know, four months off, right? You're living on a ten day, a ten, a, a few ten day contracts worth of salary, like that's yeah. that's that's a tough wait. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what the situation was, but that's that's a tough long wait. And the only reason why I think we're spending this long on a 15th ranked team is just because they got two Canadians on it. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. Let's yeah. Go. But but uh, who's your fantasy sleeper? Oh, you know. Uh... You know, I <laughs> well, this team. I I, I, I don't know if you can say the again. Like we always go through this, and I don't know if you can say it's a sleeper or whatnot. But I I do like Dort. I do I do like Dort. Yeah. Like from a fantasy wise, um, in terms of like just as a sleeper, as potentially getting a lot of minutes mm-hmm. and potentially getting a lot of like steals, rebounds, mm-hmm. and like those little stats stuff. Especially from the like, guard position. Yeah, you're not going to get no um, double-doubles in anything, but mm-hmm. I think you can get uh, something in a late-round flyer. 
right? Just just yeah. for the minutes alone, just for the minutes. I think he will get minutes. One hundred. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. And, and and you know what? And if he if he worked on a shot, you know that that could be a couple of threes a game. You know what I mean? Like which is valuable, yeah. you know, from from fantasy yeah. perspective as well. So and uh, confidence and another year right coming mm-hmm. in. So anyhow, that's my that's my sleeper. No, I, I absolutely again. I absolutely wish him the best. Like I, I you know, we, as we all do, we, we hope he succeeds. Uh, the 14th spot goes to the Sacramento Kings. I feel like they're always in this spot. Oh my god. Um, I, you know, I had a question, and I had a question that I was gonna ask, but I'm gonna kind of scrap it and then just freestyle this one. Do the Kings at this point need to burn out the building with Sage like they, like Kyrie did in Boston? <laughs> they gotta do something, and I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. It's a culture, and they 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 gotta do some type of. They gotta do something. I I really don't know. It, it's to the point as you just said. Every year, we're talking about them being fifteenth or fourteenth, coming out of this, coming coming out of the West. So now I don't know at this point what what they can do, other than draft better. Yeah, I I think I think the Sage thing is a great idea for them to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> if they're gonna work, I guess so. You know what? It, actually, it will. Actually, it will. Well, they got nothing else to lose at this point. No, might as well, might as well burn it out and see what happens. That's and the funny thing is when you look at their roster, they they got some talented players that you can kind of believe in, but that but you just always feel like it's going to be a disaster. You know, it's just it's just a weird thing. You just feel like you look at their roster, like their core isn't bad. Like you're looking at you know De'Aaron Fox who just who, who just re up for the max, um, mm-hmm. Buddy Heald who you know he he got his contract last year. You know, he was cussing in, in the in the in the Bohemian Bayesian you know accent, but you know, but he got his money. <laughs> he uh, got his money. He, he still got Marvin Bagley. I know he's been hurt a lot, but you know, he's still a talent. Granted, if he can stay healthy, and you know, say what you want about Harrison Barnes, but he's pretty consistent at this point. Even though he's making a god awful lot of money, not to count, yeah. his, cannot account, not to count his coin, but you know, he's make he's making a lot of money. But you just you just feel like there there's a catastrophe coming for them. And you know something like ain't right when Bogdan's contract is up and he and he can't wait to leave, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the, like especially with the minutes mm-hmm. that he was getting, like the fact that he was like he couldn't wait to bounce. I'm like, man, like you, st- you guys still haven't figured it out, and and now you, and now you picked up Whiteside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that that doesn't help the culture at all. Oh no, it no. doesn't help the culture at all. He's Whiteside's a great fantasy player, but. If you really want to rebuild your franchise, he's not the guy you want to bring in. I mean, he's a great fantasy player if you're if he if he, he can is, start he is. starters minutes, being like thirty minutes a night, that kind of thing. And I don't think I think it's a disaster if you try to do that, especially yeah, defensively. Know, he's not a good defensive player at all. No, no, no. But fantasy wise, like he's not a great like he on a pick and roll. He doesn't pop like like he's yeah pick and rolls. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't guard. He just stands in one spot. He's not the he's not the brightest. Cerebral player uh, on the floor, but fantasy wise, he'll grab you ten rebounds and get you four blocks. Yeah, and get you ten points. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. what I meant. Like, just, yeah. like box scores. If you're just looking at the stat sheet, but trust me, every team, every owner knows or GM knows that what you just said. He doesn't play defense, and that's why he couldn't find a team. Yeah, he, he couldn't find a team. Like, and he has talent, but he he doesn't play defense. And and not to mention uh, the knuckleheadedness that he brings to your squad and to your locker room. So you're yeah. not going to get far. You're not going to get far with him, right? The, so. the the one person he snookered, which you know he's got to thank every day when the season is. Ironically, could you say it's Pat Riley? Because Pat yeah, Riley did yeah. give him that that hundred million dollar contract, and it was basically yeah. after like half a season of work. Yeah, you know, yes, yeah, he did. He did. Oh yeah, there's no question. There's no question. And I think he regrets it. He regrets it. But he did kind of hesitate. Like he did hesitate. Like I remember Pat Riley before giving that contract. They kept on saying he was always on white side in the media. Like you know, if he just gets You're his right. head in the game, You're right. gets your head. Yeah, I do remember uh, you that. You know now. what? I don't like it. I don't I have nothing positive to say about him right now. Like he'll say stuff like that in the media, just trying to like. It, like kind of like you raise him, motivate like yeah, motivate him through the media, and it didn't work. It, it, he tried everything, yeah. but he still gave him the contract because of what he was able to do on the floor, yeah. right? And but he, then after a while, then he was after a while, it was like yo, we gotta get. They they uh, drafted Bam, and they saw what they they seen some potential in Bam. They're like yo, we're just here. gonna hold on. To, yeah, we're just gonna hold on to White Side one more year till Bam gets ready and get this guy out of here. 
And and the thing is too, you, you think about it too, right? Like, um, when they when they when he when he signed Whiteside, he eventually took Wade out of the out of the picture with that essentially, right? Yeah, you know, because he gave he, he, he like he he leveled up for yeah. Whiteside and 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 tried to shortchange Wade. Yeah, he messed up there. He messed up there, but I can see how he did mess up. Yeah, because you you always when you get a look at a young player, he was still young, although he was bouncing. Like he didn't he couldn't find a team early on in his, in his career. Whiteside, he was still young. Yeah, but when you have a young knucklehead or whatever, you want like you 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 kind of feel like there's hope for him to change and grow out of it, right? You don't want to totally give up. So I can see why Riley did it. But it's, it's in like, hindsight, it's like hindsight. A, it's like a woman with a thug. Like she just figures at some point if she's around, <laughs> if he's around her enough times, she's away from the the elements. She can change you, him. He can you be can a change good man. him, and you know, dust him off a little bit, mm-hmm. give him some new skills, yeah. make him homebody. Yeah. Not happening. Not happening after a certain age. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny that we we spent more time talking about Whiteside of Miami than we did about the Kings, but it's okay. <laughs> we don't care. Who was your fantasy yeah. sleeper? Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to say as a sleeper, but I always say that with every pick. But if I have two, I like Halliburton, but I just don't see him getting the minutes to to be a fantasy sleeper. I like so I I'm I don't know if you consider him a sleeper, but I consider Bagley because of the injuries he's been having. Uh, he might have fallen off of some people's radars and playing on the West Coast Pacific time. But I think if Bagley can stay healthy, I love him as a player. I, I really think he's talented. And I really think he can uh, he can p- provide, like, third-round type of totals that, you, you, that you're looking for in that, in that area. But he may not even go that high like, because he's just injury-prone. And I don't even know if he's been healthy for preseason yet. I don't even know. Yeah, um, but yeah, he stays hurt, unfortunately. But uh, unfortunately, and that's a, a bad player. sign. Yeah, that's a bad sign early in your career when you're just injured and injured after you, after every season. Yeah. But I I don't know if you want to. Yeah, my fans. I don't know if you guys will consider him as a sleeper, but I like Bagley if he can stay healthy. My my thing is too is and, and, and I guess he's the same with me. But my, the thing I don't understand either is with the Halliburton pick. Like, if you knew you're gonna give this money to to to, to Fox, <sighs> why would you drive Halliburton? Like, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't get but is it like a best player available thing maybe that's the only thing yeah. I can think of but. I think that's what they did you know he is talented though Halliburton he, he's going to be he's going to be starting uh, at some point but I, you can't like with Heald and Fox there in, in the backcourt I don't and if you and Heald is like a type of guy like if he's losing minutes to somebody he seems like a type of guy that would cause rockets like just not doesn't seem like a locker room type of guy I don't you know yeah. it's the way he was carrying on for his contract but I don't see him getting minutes, man. Like significant minutes. Wait, they could. You know, they might do like a Lowry and Fred Van Vliet type of thing where they just rotate three guards in and out. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, so number 13, and I got two questions for this franchise. So two questions, and uh, you can answer each, either one of them first. Are the Timberwolves, and this, so this is Minnesota, are the Timberwolves <laughs> two years away from being two years away? Don't answer that yet. The second okay. question is: Does Larson Pippen realize that Malik, Be- uh, Malik Beasley, <laughs> like he lives in Minnesota, not South Beach? Answer which one? Which one do you want to start with first? You can answer which one. You can start first. Let me, let me ask the, the ball. Let me ask the ball one first. Uh, uh, they are. You know what? Because are they two years away from being two years? You know what? I don't. I think they're. No, no, they're not. So that would be four years. They're, no, I think they're literally one year away from being one year. So they're, they're like two years away, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think they're that far away off from making playoffs. Like, I don't mean like winning championships, right, right. but m- like making that hurdle, making that jump um, to being a top 18. So I think they're like two years away. I think they have the talent now. and They just got to they gotta gain that experience and working with each other and building that culture. Okay, and the second uh, question. Yeah, so what, what was that? that is, did he, does he not know that Malik Beasley doesn't yeah, does, does, like, does, does Larsa Pippen realize that Malik Beasley she don't lives care. in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, she realized okay. She realizes that she don't care, man. All she cares about is the, is the rep, how young he is, and that lifestyle. Now, she don't care if he's in Minnesota, man. That's, that's hilarious, though, that whole situation. 
Oh it's, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get too much in detail. But yeah, no, she don't care, it's, man. It's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, he was married too. Little, little, oh, man. It's just hilarious. But uh, no. So, yeah, I'll, I'll skip over the the, uh, the Larsa Pippen thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're, I don't know, I'm looking at their roster right now. Unless they make some moves or some trades or some of these players, you know, uh, develop. Well, I mean, they did draft Anthony Edwards, and he could be a stud. You know, he's he's a little he's for a, for a shooting guard though. He's a little shorter than I'd like my shooting guard to be because he's like about six three, mm-hmm. which is like, huh. I mean, he's really athletic and he has an NBA body. You know, like he reminds me of Dort in that sense, where he's just like just the look of him is just yeah. He, like he looks like he's a, he looks like he's an NBA player already. But um, but yeah, but just you know, unless he takes off or he becomes like a, a Wade that kind of thing. Um, I mean, if he just if he doesn't reach his potential or some or or like scratch the surface like within the next couple of years, it's gonna be kind of tough because they, I mean they had Jared Culver, he hasn't really panned out to be anything. No, much. he hasn't. They they gave Beasley yeah. this money and Beasley's actually Beasley's pretty good. I know we're knocking with the Pippen thing, but like he's pretty good. But yeah. it's not again. It's not like a player that you're gonna. He's gonna be the face of your franchise potentially. You know, he's like a decent role player, and the rest of them, it's like they're pretty forgettable. Ricky Rubio, like I feel sorry for Ricky Rubio because like, why? Well, I mean, look, he's got to be pissed because I mean he left them and went to Utah, right? Picked mm-hmm. or I think he got traded to Utah, I believe. Picked this squad where he wanted to be, which was Phoenix. And then ends right back up in the situation he desperately tried to leave. Like that's well, got you know, to be this. I know it's business, but man, that's got to be disheartening. You, you, it's like you, you try you try to leave the, the the bad environment, and you end up going right back to the place you. you, you yeah, but, but but he he went back there as a signing, right? As a as a UFA, wasn't didn't he? No, he got traded. He got traded. Oh, he to, got uh, traded. He got traded to. Uh, oh yes, to, to the Thunder. And then the Thunder traded him back to Minnesota. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. My yeah. mistake. Because I, I, at first I was going to mention, yo, he's lucky to even be wanted, right? But if he got traded, I thought he was a UFA. I thought. Yeah. I thought he was like a Gasol <laughs> type thing where he was just like going back to Europe and that was it. Mm-hmm. I did not know he was traded. How many? I didn't even know he had years left on his contract. Yeah, but the, uh, I forgot how much years he signed with Phoenix, but. Yeah. Okay. Now, in that case, yeah, that's that's gotta that's gotta like shoot. He doesn't want to be back there. Like, I don't care how much he lived there beforehand. He made, no. he's been there, done that, right? So yeah, that's hilarious. And, and, and it's not like and it's not like he left. It's not like he left and they're like a better team and you know they're they're like a kind of like a feeling sort of like on the cusp of making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like they're like right back at the bottom. Like he's like. <laughs> He left the bottom like it's like he did a like a boomerang like he did a boomerang and came right back to being at the bottom, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I just he did, yeah. so go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say he did have a decent year last year. Yeah, kind he of, did. Like surprising, surprisingly, surprisingly a decent year. But um, it's crazy that many would even want him back. But I guess you know they they know of him. They know what type of personality he has, and he probably thinks that they, he could teach the. Uh, the, the the younger guys on the team I mean, that, how to that, be professional. That's all, he, that's all he could do at this point until <laughs> until the uh, uh, hopefully he gets traded again. I guess for his sake. Um, but it's funny. Like I, I like their core of of Cat and and uh, D'Angelo Russell and now Edwards. But I, I kind of look at like Carl Anthony Towns and you know he's entering year six, but they always they, they they feel like they're as far as away as when he just got there. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And then, and then with with him too, like you know, as we all know, like this is probably going to be the toughest season he's had with, with him losing his mother and so many other family members due to COVID. You know, be, between yeah. you, between that and you couple that with all the losing, like man, that's. I mean, I wish him the best. Like I generally wish him the best, not just because of the losing. <laughs> I generally wish him the best, but like it's it's gonna be a hard. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna man. be a long season. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a short season, so that might help <laughs> to be honest, but. And, and I mean, um, I don't know if you saw, but the, the the first preseason game that they had when they were doing the starting lineup, he couldn't even leave the bench. He was balling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did it's, see. It's gonna, be, yeah. it's gonna be tough, man. Like I, I, like I feel from just from that aspect, just the life aspect of it. But just, but yeah, like I said, you couple that with his job now, with all the losing, like it's, 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 it's gonna be interesting, man. Like I, I don't know. Like I just, I just feel like I hope for his sake. I hope Anthony Edwards is the truth. Yeah. Um. Those other players are going to have to do more. They're going to have to carry carry the team more um, on on most nights, because um, what we've seen in history, like when players lose loved ones or whatnot, they don't generally 
bounce back like how or better you yeah. know it takes them a while so i don't know it's gonna be a long season but i i, I like russell i like i like towns together yeah. and then mm-hmm. working together like as a one-two punch and um I, I i'm not a huge fan of Ed, edwards either to be honest with you but you know okay. it's hard to Reason? be critical I, I just think that as a shooting guard, you he's not a, like I like my shooting guards or guards as pure shooters or pure um, or like a floor general type of player. I don't know if he I just don't see that in him. I just see him as a scorer kind of thing. Like, well, I mean, he's not a point. He's a two guard. So, I mean, yeah, that, he's a two guard, fine. but like which you, you can be a pure scorer, but I don't see, see him that way. I don't see him that way. I don't know. It's just I. He just doesn't pass my eye test either, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's hard to be critical for, for rooks that who hasn't even played a game yet. You know. So and and, and it's tough too because I mean I don't know about you like I didn't see a ton of college games last year. I saw mm-hmm. as, ironically enough I saw a couple of his games and I like what I saw. You know what I mean? But but I mean you're just kind of getting into it and then, you know obviously the season shut down there as well. So I mean and really you haven't seen him play in like nine months. Yeah, it's hard, especially for this group, as you said. Yeah, it's definitely hard to be critical or to evaluate without them playing at least, you know, a stretch of games in a, in a regular season or looking at summer league or something. Yeah, he was not like, he, I don't know. I, I just, he doesn't, just doesn't, he just doesn't pass my eye test, man. Just doesn't pass my eye test. If that no, makes any sense. No, he just no, doesn't, no, I, I, I can, it I doesn't, can. he doesn't impress me to the way he's been touted all of college, the way he came out of college. That being said, yeah. I, I could be wrong, right? We will see. He's got As some you said, talent, but for sure. For yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He has that man body, man. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing, man. He he can. He's physically strong enough to play in today's game, right? Right now. Yeah. So, but oh, as for sleeper, I don't know, man. I don't see anybody as being a sleeper, but Rubio. I think whoever won- <laughs> not not no Rubio. I if anybody wins that small forward position, I don't. I, I think. Uh, you may not know who he is, but Jake Lehman, he he may be oh. he may be my sleeper. <laughs> he may be my sleeper. He might get that small forward position starting role and he might put up a little bit of numbers there if somebody that you want to add from the waiver wire. Definitely do not draft. But I don't see anybody else as a potential sleeper. But I do like Jake Lehman. Um I like him in Portland and I like him in Minnesota if he can stay healthy and if he can win that small forward position. I mean, doesn't Malik Beasley deserve the starting role as a small four, considering that they paid him like sixty million dollars? Ah, yeah, and, you and know, he's, and he's got Larsa in his arm now. <laughs> Just for that rep alone, right? He's yeah, able to, to bag. Uh, how old is your 44, 40, She may be older than forty something. I think she's yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He. I like him. He should start a small. He he should. He's probably starting right. Shooting guard, would, D'Angelo first. So. Yeah, point guard and Malik as uh, shooting guard. So yeah. yeah, he'll get it. So he'll he'll start anyhow. Uh, number twelve, we got the San Antonio Spurs. Can the Spurs finally let go of this playoff pipe dream and embrace the full rebuild concept? They should. They should. At this point, I think they've they've been trying to um, this past off season. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no point of uh, playing out the next two years um, with Aldridge and DeRozan. Actually, one year. DeRozan has one year left, right? Mm-hmm. So he opted in. I think they were probably hoping that he would opt out, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, and they would have probably lost him for nothing. But I think it would have been uh, – they would have freed up some money and saved some money and rebuild, right? But um, I think this is it, man. Like, this is – the year they start rebuild, rebuilding for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think you're, you're going to see some trades of Aldridge or um, Demar before the deadline. It, it, you know, I know everybody likes to use the the parallels between them and the Patriots, which is kind of ironic that the Patriots are now going through their kind of struggles themselves this year, even with mm-hmm. um, you know, like they had no money to afford for um for Cam to get like even a decent receiver. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like it's. But I, I think the same thing's going to happen to them, too. I agree with you. I think, look, the Spurs had about 28 to 29 years of good to great fortune. You know what I mean? Because from David Robinson, you know, drafting David Robinson, waiting for him to come to the NBA two years after going back to the Navy, then getting Tim Duncan, then getting Kawhi Leonard. So you basically had almost a three-decade run of just great yeah. fortune. 
So like right now, I think it's just it's time to embrace the suck right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are due. They're they are definitely due. Yeah, yeah. I think I, they if they had if they were able to keep Kawhi, they would have been okay though. That's yeah, the funny they, thing. They would be. They probably would be a contender because they could have put the right pieces around them. You got it, sure, man. And know? so they did draft well. They they continued to draft well, and they could have avoided the situation, but. The whole Kawhi, the yeah, whole Kawhi, um, the, yeah. So now at this point, you know, you have no choice but to build because they don't have a franchise player right now. That's it, and that's the thing. I, I think they, you know, they, they got back um, the Rosen, hoping that maybe he can convert to something close to it. But and he put and he had, and the, the joke is he played well last year too. He was had probably one of his best seasons statistically. But like, and you look at their talent; they got a decent collection of the talent, but it's. You know what it is, man. It's never good to be mediocre. You know what I mean? Because in a sense, like you're not good enough to make the playoffs, but you're too good to get like a high lottery pick. Yeah. So you you can't sustain that long term unless you get like a like a free agent to come to your to your city. And we all know that San Antonio is not a city that attracts free agents. No, no. You know? And um, I think they got too many vets too that are just not gonna give in and tank every night. They're gonna play hard right. for. You know, for future contracts or just for themselves, who that's just who they are. Like you're not gonna get Aldridge to give Shut up on a on a player, yeah. or you know, Demar's gonna he has a con it's a contract year, so he's gonna ball out every night too. Mm -hmm. So they need more young, <laughs> they need more youngins if they want to fully embrace this uh, uh, rebuild mode, so that they can get a better draft position and all that stuff by losing. But but that's the thing, yeah, they're, they're missing that blue chip talent, like like they have the luxury to build around. So it's funny in a weird way. I think Pops kind of likes this. Like I think he's one of those guys <laughs> that like you can, <laughs> you give him a chance to rebuild. You teach the young players to play the right way. Hopefully, one of these guys, like he gets in one of these future drafts, gets to be like a steal, like a Giannis or like a a Donovan Mitchell or even a Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Where they fall yeah. in the draft and later in the in the lottery pick, and you and you just you just fall into a superstar, like. You're hoping it's one of those things. But other than that, I mean, they don't have anybody on that team. Nobody on that team, as much as I like a DeJounte Murray, even Lonnie Walker, none of them look to be that kind of no, player. No, that cornerstone future, future franchise builder type player. Right. Nope. Right. I agree. Not at all. So who's your, who's your fantasy sleeper? I'm going to go with, man, the wily veteran, Rudy Gay. <laughs> Rudy Gay. I think Rudy Gay... If like don't again, don't draft him, but he's somebody that you may want to like, you know, pick up on a wire early in the first two weeks of the season because I think he might even start. I think, I think Perto, it's a make or break year for on Perto in my eyes as you're starting five. But if he struggles again, they're gonna move Aldridge to the five and put Rudy at power forward, and Rudy's gonna eat up like those minutes and he'll get you some some stats. So. Rudy Gay is a person that you may want to keep on. I don't even know if it, it could be a contract year for him, too, to be honest. I don't even know. Mm. But he's he's definitely a, a sleeper guy that you I want to keep eye on. No, I think it is, actually. I, there you go. Didn't contract they, year, and he might start. He might start. Didn't they give money to, to Poto this, this summer? I thought they... Oh, they, they did. They did. They, they did. did, right? Okay. I, they did. They did. But Pop, like... I, I was watching one preseason game. He didn't. He he started him once, and then the other game he didn't start him. Just to kind of see like, which a better line, like what is the better lineup? And he had Aldridge at the five. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but they did give him the money. Okay, I think so they gave him like three years, twenty one. I can't remember uh, like yeah, like like something. Tristan Thompson money type kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like that's what I thought. Three years or something like that. They did. They like did thirty million or something like that. Something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, they did. But that don't mean Pop's gonna start him. That's true too. Um, so next up, we got the Memphis Grizzlies. Are the Grizzlies ready to build on their bubble experience? Oh man, they they are, they are. And uh, even this watching these uh, two, three preseason games, uh, Morant, Ja Morant looks so good. Ooh, oh wait. my goodness! Wait. At one point, he was running the play. And I'm like, yo, is that Ja? Like he looked different. Like he just looked mm -hmm. like a vet. You know what I'm saying? Like he just looked like a guy. Like. I don't know, man. Like Conley, like seven years ago, like one of those type of guys, like just running with shit. I'm like, oh my, only his second year. Yep. Oh my goodness, this is one guy where you like. This is remember we, we were talking about cornerstone players, and like this is a cornerstone franchise player, and uh, they are ready to 
be the a top eight team within a year or so for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and that that dunk he had on um through the lane, I think he he almost caught Towns, um the other day on, on yeah. Minnesota. Like he had a couple of highlight worthy plays, including what you're saying where he looked different, where he was he was uh, I think he was trying to oh. beat the shot clock and he was like <laughs> running like a blaze and then stopped right on the dime. To shoot that three to, to to go into that, to the half, I believe, and I'm like, whoa, okay, like I, I love I love players that play with confidence, mm-hmm. like just you know you can say swag or whatever, but just play like you know you, you are better there. than everybody, yeah, and you, I you belong, belong there. here, yep. and I'm the man, and like I just love it, man. Even for like freshmen to have that veterans, I just love it. I just love it. Lowry has that kind of confidence. Like I just love confidence, and it can that alone can make your play. Your level of play just be a two, three notches higher because you're just shooting when you're having the open shot and you're trying to make plays when you're trying because you feel you can make that play. It just just takes you a longer way, and he has it. He has that confidence, man. So yeah. they're missing a few, a couple of pieces for this year to make the playoffs. But um, in a year or so, I think they can build around Ja and bring in some pieces and draft, and they're they're gonna be fine. They got Jackson. They got, you know, like, I'm not really else impressed. Like, I like Jonas, but you know what I'm saying? That That's not, like, I like Brooks, too, but those guys aren't, like, they haven't convinced me. They, they, they still need more seasoning, right? Other than Jonas, he doesn't, but I still need to see more out of Jackson and Brooks and those guys. I don't know. I kind of like what I was seeing from them, though. Like, it just especially, mm-hmm. I can't even say in the bubble, because that's the one thing. The biggest thing I was impressed with them um, last year was their style of play. Like, they played so hard that you just couldn't help but love watching them. Like we yeah. I know I know you're talking about Morant being the best player and I mean I I totally I can't disagree with you. Like he's ready. He looks ready more ready right now than I've ever seen him, but the way they remix that grindhouse mentality, you know what I mean, like th- throughout the year this year, it's like I I was really impressed by that. Like they 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 took they took every possession personal. Oh yeah, and for, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love them. Yeah. I love them, man. Like look up Clark, Jackson, Brooks. Like I'm saying, they're just. But I'm saying for them to be a playoff team this year, mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. I don't see them making top eight, and I just think they need a little bit more. They need to be a little bit longer in the tooth. They need some, you know, to get those calls from the refs, yeah. and they they just need that experience. And, and they're and, not there yet. And then look at it too. Like they would have made the playoffs if if uh, if Jaron Jackson didn't get hurt. Agreed. Like, I, I think Agreed. they would have. They, I don't think Portland would have caught them had they had they were able to just you know had he was had he been there like they would have won a couple of more games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and you know what? Shout out to to the Grizzlies honoring Isaac Hayes uh, into their alternate unis. I, I think that oh, is they did. I super didn't see it. dope. I, yeah. I didn't see it. They're they're incorporating you know, but the fact that he was a Memphis legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yep, musical yep. scene is is it's historical in Memphis. So they they added his. Um, on one of the alternative unis, they added his um, his his sunglasses, mm. on, like they incorporated into the uniform, as well as the the Stax record logo into the into the uniform, as well nice. as um, because he used to wear a lot of kente cloth, so they incorporated mm-hmm. that into like the it, into the uniform as well. Oh man, I gotta see this. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dope. This. Like when you look at it, it's like I'm like, yo, that was that's really cool. Like that's really cool that they did that. They did that. Like I like, I was really impressed with that. So. Like they're they're one of my favorite teams to just to watch. Just you know, I'm not rooting for them to win or lose, but just to like watch and see highlights mm-hmm. and get them up up the floor, play defense, dunk, all that stuff. Like I, like just for the excitement purpose of it. Like they're they're like on the high level for me to watch this year. Like I agree with you. They 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 they're, they're gonna flirt with a playoff spot again, but I think they're just they're one more year away from just being like a a perennial playoff performer. You know, I agree. Yeah, they're, they're there. They're, they're there, like, and and if they do sneak in this year, I would not be totally surprised. Yeah, and and I tell and I tell you what, if 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 Morant can improve his three point shooting to like thirty six, thirty seven percent, I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna be really special this year because really, because really, truly, he shot about thirty three percent. But if he can get that up, like to thirty thirty six to like even thirty eight, but like if he can get to thirty eight percent, he's gonna be so hard to guard. And he's already he's hard so now. fast. He's yeah. already hard to guard right now. But yeah, you're right. If you can get, if you can improve his shooting, and that will come too, right? Yeah. Usually, it comes in that second and third year, right? So. Yeah. Who's who's your fantasy sleeper? Uh, sleeper, you know, it again it comes down to whoever wins a starting position, right? So whoever wins that starting small forward position, so it looks like it's going to be um, Mr. Slow Mo 
Kyle Anderson. So I like Kyle if he can uh, steady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's steady, man. He is steady. Uh, if he can get that starting position and get those minutes. He's a guy that also can um, get kind of sneakily get you like ten points. He uh, five assists. He can like you know he can handle the ball and he's pretty cerebral type player. So he can get you like five assists, five rebounds, something minor like that. So if you're in in like a fourteen team league or sixteen, he's a guy that you want to probably look at as a sleeper player. M- mine's Jonas, just for no reason, but just I like Jonas. Um, yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you see, here's 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 the tricky part. It's hard to say certain players are sleepers you know what i'm saying because because jonas is like a starting he's starting Center, and yeah I, I can easily yeah he's, but he's yeah he, might, like he may have a better year than last year yeah. is what you're probably saying um but he, he's he's pretty steady as is right so mm-hmm. all right so next up we got the houston rockets oh um, yeah what are the chances that James Harden will actually still be on the team by December thirty first, two thousand and twenty? Uh, what do you want? Percentages? You want percentage or what? Out of like out of a hundred? Like what? Yeah. Or, or if you're a gambling man, you can you can do odds if you want. I'll leave uh, that up to you. Let's do percentage. You know, Let's do percentage. Just, uh, so if he's gonna be there, ooh, that's tough. Um, I say right now he has a. 35 to 45% chance of still being there mm-hmm. by, by the midway point. I think they want to get rid of him at this point. Mm-hmm. Maury's gone. Um, I think it's time to change. I think they know it's time to change. Like, they want to cut salary. They know they're going to an, in a whole new other direction. They tried everything with Harden by adding pieces. He wants out. You know, it's just a matter of them getting the right uh, uh, package for him. At this point, I think if the package is there now, that they would have de- dealt him. But you can't just deal a superstar player. No, um, no. just like that. Um, look what happened with um, Kawhi. Like, like they they were like, you know, let's just deal him to the worst city, make it <laughs> like the Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make it as bad on him as possible, and we'll take. And they he... probably had better offers, right? They probably had better offers, but they probably just want to um. Stick it to him. My point is that you just can't do that. Like you just, you gotta get the best package. You can't rush these things, and uh, you wait it out a bit, right? So. And and the joke is they they thought they were. I mean, don't get me wrong, because I know um, Popovich. He had great, like he used to rave about the Raptors for years. So, but I mean, punishing him in terms of like going to the city that you know, like oh, like winter, the furthest away from yeah, yeah, furthest from, from California. Yep. He's from Cali. And yep. most American players, you know, let's let's be honest, um, their first choice is to be in the states or close to home, right? Right. So uh, I 100% believe they could have had a better deal or a slightly better deal um, than um, Perto, Demar, and a first round pick mm-hmm. for Kawhi. But at the same time, he was damaged good, not damaged good, but he was hurt too, right? Kawhi. Yeah. So maybe they couldn't get what they want. But they were like, "Yo, let's send him to Toronto. He wants out. We'll send him out." I, I, point is, I don't think it 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 um it 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 prevented them from trading to Toronto. They actually liked it that he was going to Toronto, right? Yeah, but no, it, no, for, for, for sure, and and it, and, it, and it worked out the best way possible that could have for the city. Yeah, of Toronto, for him, for him, and for and for him. Oh, all parties involved. Value. All, par- yeah. all parties involved. This is this is why for the for the people out there that that like. That rag on 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 um on Kawhi and you know especially when they lost in the bubble and people are like yeah you should have stayed in Toronto I'm like what is wrong weren't you guys at the parade what is the problem here we mm-hmm. we got everything we wanted out of out of that situation we got a championship they can't take it away from us he was a large reason as to why we got it what are, what are we arguing for you want to go no, home but, let it go but we want but we want to run it back man no of course when I you know, win we, no, when you course. win you want when you win of you want you want to defend like you want to defend that title yeah. so we, as, we fan, have the best as shot. fans but as fans cuz I'm a raptor fan as fans we want to run it back man at least one more year we just won the damn thing man. i know, I know I you want to go home but from I a know. basketball I, i'm with you, you know? I'm, I'm not arguing that i i wanted him to, i wanted him back one more year and then i didn't even want like a three-peat i was like yo just give it one more year and if you can go back to i was cool with a back-to-back but <laughs> i was cool with a back-to-back and if you want to go home after that i was good i was good to go i was fine yeah, but, yeah. But, but i hear your point he said it he basically told us yeah i'm done man i got i we did what we had to do i'm mm-hmm. out 
Yeah. So that's he's going home. So that's what he basically yeah. was saying. So, so with Harden now, with Harden mm-hmm. now, like I think at this point, like he wants to win, right? But I think the other day, Houston management said, you know what? We don't. We're not just looking at the two teams he wants, which is Philly and Brooklyn. We're looking at any team. I think they said we even look at Cleveland. As some commentators said, they to the point that insiders said that they would even look at Cleveland. So he's going anywhere at this point, and he can't do any like. He has how many more? I don't even know. I wish I had this. He's like, three years. Stats. He has three years three more years. contract left. So wherever he goes, he has to pretty much be there for three years, right? Yeah. So or he, he can, kills, or he kills his value. Yes, and then he will just yeah, definitely kill his value. Can't do that. But and he looks unprofessional. Yeah, you're but, right. But so but but that's the thing. You know what, Julie? Not to cut you off, but I'm like the fact that I think Houston is doing that, and I'm pro player pretty much all the time. But I don't know. There's just something about the way that Harden's doing this blow up that I just I don't like, because yeah. you know what? Like, you know, they 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 got him from from the Thunder. They basically gave him money right away. They basically got any every player that he basically asked for. They got for him. They got Dwight Howard for him. It didn't work out. Once he got tired of Howard, they shipped Howard out. You know, once <laughs> once uh uh what's his face uh Chris Paul came there, he wanted to play with Chris Paul. They got Chris Paul. Once he got tired of Chris Paul, they shipped him out. He wanted Westbrook to come. They got Westbrook. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they like they did everything that that you could ask for, and they paid him, and they paid him, and they paid him. Mm-hmm. The GM and the coach were 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 locked locking Steve with each other to the point that I mean he got his best years. You know MVPs. He got he's one MVP runner up like three four years. He solidified himself as like the the best two guard of his, I guess, of his generation, essentially, right? And yep. the whole offense, the everything was catered to Harden. So I'm like, I'm like, man, after all that, you you still want like that wasn't enough, dog? Like I understand you didn't win a title, but I'm like, but you did all that, and that still was not enough. I don't I don't know what else like as in terms of the franchise outside of hearing the rumor that apparently. You know, the owner is a Trump supporter, but I mean, find an owner in sports that isn't a Trump supporter in terms of the yeah. like, like, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? But with that, no, said, but with that said, I mean, like they pretty much did everything you could ask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm like, at this point, it's like, yo, I, I don't know, man. I just, there's something no, about I, it that rubs I me the wrong you. way. No. Yeah. And um, when somebody is giving you so much. You, all you expect is to that person to be professional right or courteous right. in return so he could have came back in shape and help out the young guys you know be a leader while we try to work something out but well, it is got, what it is you got to go to little he baby's is, party man gotta, <laughs> i was going to say he be. is who he is too mm-hmm. you know it's not yeah he is who he is and that's just a, a glimpse of who he is uh, from a personal level Right. So you there's a reason why they haven't won with him being the top dog or him being the number one guy is because I think he's too it's, it's too focused on him. And he you know, he's not a leader, obviously. Yeah. So it, I think it's evident. I think everybody knows that. And I think he will he would flourish um, being I, I don't want to say as a two guy, but going to somebody else's team kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And. And being that one B kind of guy, yeah. and I think the the team will be a lot better because it's not on his shoulders. He's yeah. just coming. He's like a Kawhi kind of type. Like I'm coming, you guys do you guys. I'm a fit in, try to fit in, and and I think that will be a better suit for him in his career going forward. And it's funny. That's why I keep laughing at like you know they're saying like the Heat are interested. I'm like, you think he's lasting in the Heat culture? I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> he's one of the best players to play. You know, in the NBA right now, so I'm, I'm not doubting his talent, not 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 in the least. But you know that Heat culture, you know what I mean? How how hard they, yeah, yeah, yeah. and with up. Butler too, with Jimmy, with yeah. Jimmy, yeah, you know, he'll, like, he'll get the most out of you. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't see that being, and I'm not saying because there's some years where he comes in and he's and he looks really great physically and stuff, and I, so I'm not saying that he can't hang with that culture, but I mean that culture is serious. That's a that's a 24 seven serious culture. You know what I mean? But that's what he needs, though, boy. That's, yeah, that's no, what he it's needs. probably the best thing for him. But I just don't know how. You know, you you put James Harden in South Beach, 
Even 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 with the restrictions right now, I, I don't know if that's the best. That's that's the best way to do it. Like yeah. like before we move on, what's what's the chances that James in a final desperate attempt to get off the team, he just shows up at a strip club every night for the week straight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I, I it's it's a high chance. It's definitely a high chance at this point. <laughs> he came in overweight. He was in Vegas on on day one of training camp. At this point, <laughs> you know, at this point, who knows? Yo, not even and, trying to and, hide it, man. Not even no. and not, not to say he can hide because he has such a big beard and he's six five. But you don't care, yo. I heard they made him take like eight COVID tests. <laughs> eight, said <laughs> eight, yo. We don't know what you got coming back from that part from Vegas. <laughs> And the funny thing is, like Christian Wood, is, he might be like a steal of a signing, and, and they don't have bad talent. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, Wall's there. I know both Wall and Cousins are coming off major injuries, so that's part of it too. And you know they're gonna probably miss some time here and there. But like Christian mm-hmm. Wood's a solid signing. They still got some of their core players, their core role players there. You know, I, I just it's funny that first game that he played, he looked pretty good with Harden too. Like. Listen, Houston, I mean, I understand what they're doing. They're never going to get their proper value back for James. You know what I mean? So to me, no. to me, there's no rush to deal him. I would just see how it goes first. If it doesn't work, you still got the, the trade deadline. If the trade deadline passes, you still got next year. <laughs> He's yeah. on contract for three more years. Yeah, it's true. You know? And, it is and, very true. And, and you can't worry about him alienating like fans and stuff because you ain't letting fans in the building anyway. Yeah. You know, so who cares? Um, who's your fantasy sleeper? You know, this one, now you may you may say, I'm going against what I just told you, but I think this is Christian Wood's first year, like legitimate yep. being coming into the season as a as a uh, starting big man. And uh, it may not he may not be a sleeper because I think he's on on everybody's radar, but I think the numbers he's gonna put up will put him like a sleeper like I think he's gonna put up like he's gonna be like a top Five potentially center type numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially, yeah, I'm not saying solid, he will be, man. but he, he but, and now he's just a little frail and whatnot. But uh, if he can stay healthy, and uh, I think he's going to be in that in that kind of offense, he he can do. He's not going to be like your Clint Capella type. Like I think he could do much more offensively, obviously, but mm-hmm. he's going to flourish. All right, so uh, number nine, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. Can Stan Van Gundy keep Zion in shape? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think, I think, um, yes. To answer your question, yes. I think, I think Zion's going to try to. I don't, I don't want to say Zion will keep himself in shape, but um, I think from day one when they drafted him, they were always health conscious with him, and Zion seems to be like has that innocent personality where he's willing to listen and do and be told mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think with Stan Van Gundy there and the organization, they've been cautious with his health. I think they're going to keep him in check. Now, I just that being said, genetics is genetics, man, and 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 aging is aging. You can only do so much, right? So at, at some point, he's going to he is going to be he is going to blow up, is without a question. Mm-hmm. But um, I think in the early going, um, he looked pretty good in camp this year in terms mm-hmm. of size wise. And um, I was just watching him just now in preseason. He looks like in good shape. Yeah, he looks like in good shape, but he's still stocky. He's that's just who he is. he is. And and that's the thing. Like it's it sounds funny to say like you know if that's like his obstacle, but that is the one major obstacle in his way because I I would say from him being a superstar even like right now. Like I'll I'll stop short, short of saying that he's unstoppable, Julian. But he's so hard to stop already that if he can like if he can just control the things that he can control. Like I think he he'll be he'll be at the very least like a high level all star by the end of the season. Cause, Yo, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And, and I would say too, like the bubble shows you what can happen if it's not controlled. Like, and the thing is, I, I'm not even calling him fat by no means at all. I think he's, as you said, like he's he's like a shack where he's a, he's a genetic monster. Yeah. But the, the the scary thing is, you don't want him to get too big or too small because either direction hurts his physical dominance in the game. You yeah. know, so it's like it's like a balance that you got to do, and it's going to be interesting because now he's off minute restrictions as well. Like it's a fascinating case, but you know, you know, yeah. I'm a big fan of him. But go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 
with his size and his leaping ability, you're always going to be concerned about injuries and and um, uh, around the knees, right? So um, I think as he as his you know year three, four, five, I think it's almost going to be inevitable where he he's going to be not injury prone, but he's going to have some major knee like major injuries. I think as, like later on. That being said, with confidence, he's already dominating now physically. Now, if you when you put the confidence on him, like another year, like like this year, I think I was watching preseason and he was like, "Yo, give me the ball, give me the ball," like asking for it. And I was like, "Oh my god, I feel sorry for whoever's guarding him." Like, and yeah, he was, seriously, yeah, he's only he's only like nineteen, twenty. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" When he when I saw him, like, say, "Give me the ball," I was like, "Oh my goodness, oh my oh, goodness!" I, I didn't even know who was guarding I him. Love it was like that. some. Yeah, I didn't even, and I'm like, you're dead, you're dead, you're gonna die right now. And sure enough, boom, 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 bang. And I was like, wow. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, imagine year three, year four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna that's, be that's like running through guys and not giving two shits if they're hurt or whatnot. But right yeah. now, he's still playing like, okay, let me just play my role. I don't want to hurt anybody, or like, I don't want to like be over dominant. Like he seems like kind of like you know, passive. And, but, and, and the scary thing is, though, Julian, like, a, like you know, you look at Stan Van Gundy, especially the way you treated Dwight, Dwight Howard, like, he's going to get that monster out of you. Like, like he's a good mm-hmm. coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, give it, give it, like, say what you want about, about him, but he's a good coach. And I think he's changed. I think he's he's evolved, you know, just like players. Mm-hmm. You know, he t- took that time away. I'm sure he would have handled, done things differently, you know, in terms of coaching styles. It's a new game. It's a new era. Um, you know, it's a different generation. I think from looking at, like, listening to Stan on Twitter, and I think he's evolved. I think he's changed. Yeah. I don't, you know, I will see this year, right? But um, I think as a person, he's changed too. He was a so. great follow on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, man. I thought so too. Like, things, like, he was surprising me on how involved he was, um, you know, not just in politics, but into social um, issues and stuff. Y- right? Yeah, yeah, and he, the things he was saying, he was like bang on. And some some things he might get wrong. He'd be like, "Oh, I was wrong here." I'm like, "Yo, I like this. It's it just it looks seems transparent." He just, you know, but again, it's social media, so you can't really tell. But um, it, it showed me that he's grown. Yeah, no, he he backed up what he said too with his voice because like I you know I listened to the Levitard show <laughs> and mm-hmm. he was he was on the Levitard show quite a bit saying a lot of the same things. So it, I gotcha. you know I like I think he's gonna get that monster out of him or that where that, that you, like the fact that you're he's already like yeah give me the ball I'm like ooh I like I like that the, the one the one thing that I'm like I'm seeing that's interesting though about him though is he hasn't really had a, I'm not sure how much dunks he's had but he hasn't had a lot of dunks. No, no, and, and I think no. he's—I think it's that's by design. I feel you know what I mean. Like he's—he's he's well, not going I, crazy. I, I think he's kind of like loading I, up bit by bit. Yeah, it may be by design, but I think it goes also back to his passiveness. I just think he's a passive, shy, introvert type player. He doesn't play mean. I don't think so. Like in college, he didn't have to play mean to get those to get into that spot to to dunk on somebody. He was just so physically stronger than everybody else and faster so he was just dunking on anybody but it wasn't because he was playing angry it was just because he was just so dominant now the nba it's not that easy now now you gotta like earn it kind of thing and he doesn't seem to be aggressive enough in that first year to to get into those spots to get those major dunks but i think this year we're going to see i think because with that confidence right he's going to be like yo just give me the ball and then you're going to see more of uh, him like just smashing on guys, um, and, and but you're right. I didn't see. I didn't see that either. I didn't see that. Either. I didn't see many dunks and, and all that. And, and what we were hoping for. Right? Hey, you know what's funny, Julian? We're talking so much about Zion. They have an all star on the team named Brandon Ingram. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like, the, but you, but you know, like it's all built around Zion. Even though he got his money too, he got his max money. But mm-hmm. he basically knows that, like the, the the whole franchise is basically just waiting for him to just step up and take that lead. Yeah, so he's in a yeah. weird position himself, and he's a good player. He's a good player right now, you know. But it's it's like one of those things where it's like he's he's almost like the be- their best player by default. Like, and maybe for like the, it could be like that could change in the next five minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
But like what with that said, they don't have a lot of shooting, you know, on their team or even their starting five. If you're if you're pairing up the uh, the Ball, Bledsoe, Ingram, Zion, and Stephen Adams combination, really outside of Redick and and uh, Nicolo Melli, like they don't really have a ton of shooting. So yeah, like I I can see a trade happening depending on how close they are uh, to the eighth seed before the deadline. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I I, I think um, they're gonna have to rely on Brandon and Lonzo improving their shot. Yeah. Um. At this point, um. Because you're right, they don't have much shooting at all. Yeah. And and I tell you what, before I ask you who your your fantasy sleeper is, they have the strongest four five combo in the league. And I don't mean like I mean like actual strength, <laughs> because Adams yeah. is about two seventy and he's like a wall. And then you and then you got Zion. You know. So I like like you just you basically don't want to come into that key. <laughs> it's almost like old school ball. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of appreciate I, it, actually. Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of different because the game is kind of like, you know, you have one big in the paint, right? Because when you have two, it clogs the paint, right? So yeah, exactly. it's going to be interesting because they both are going to be in, in, in that area to see how they carve out space for each other. But it would be interesting. Who's your fantasy sleeper? Now, again, now he's another starter. I think um, I think Ball is going to have a great year this year. Okay, and um, again, it's because he's going to get the minutes right with Drew gone mm-hmm. and um, Drew Holiday, of course. And I think um, he's he's going to take advantage of it to a point where he's going to be like a fantasy relevant type player. Last year he wasn't fantasy relevant, not in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think this year, like you could draft him as your point guard on your team, like kind of to to. Uh, to get your assists and steals and points and threes, he'll get you threes. Like so, I think he's gonna elevate. It's a make or break year for him too, as well, man. So, um, I, he's my sleeper. If you want to say he's a sleeper, but yeah, he's my sleeper this year. And that was part one of the lottery section of the annual Western Conference preview. Click on the part two to listen to the playoff section, or depending on how your podcast app works for you, just wait. And part two will autoplay in about 10 seconds. It's the app podcast of Cal C on South Shirav Radio. I'll see you in a minute.